The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. And sometimes we get too much on our own. And we try to dig our way out by our own bootstraps. Now you got to do your part. Don't misunderstand me. But there's times you need help. That's what I'm here for. You understand? That's what Nora's here for. That's what our teams are here for. We're here to pray for you. We're here to care about you. We're here to help you. We don't want you struggling when you don't need to. Sometimes all you need is a prayer partner. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. I didn't say gossip with. There's a difference. Amen. The Bible is no ordinary book. It's the living, breathing Word of God Almighty. In this series, Prioritizing God's Word, Dr. Ed King emphasizes the importance of consistent daily Bible reading and reminds us that Scripture is God's love letter to us. It's full of His promises and is a guidebook for life. If you have a daily devotional life where you spend time just reading Scripture, you'll find that the Scripture will inspire you even on what to pray and how to pray. Putting God's Word first can change everything about you and provide the understanding needed for your future in Him. To receive this series, Prioritizing God's Word, as a digital download for $13 or on CD for $25, visit us online at powerofTheWord.com or call us at 1-800-956-4433. Make God's Word a priority in your life. You will never be the same. We forget those things that are behind. I'm not talking about forget the good things that happen. I'm just talking about not getting stuck in the mud. Not getting stuck in the past. Say, I don't want to be a stick in the mud. I don't want the greatest moves of God to be in my past. I want them in my future. Amen. I'm glad and I'm thankful for everything God has done. But folks, that's nothing but a prologue. I mean, you need to move forward in God right now. Pick it up. Let's go on. Say we're going up higher. We're going up higher. I remember that old movie or TV show. They had that theme song. We're moving on up. <laughs> you know, hey, wait a everybody look at your neighbor and say, we're moving on up. <laughs> See, you all knew. You all knew. Yeah, we're moving on up. <laughs> I'm thankful for the past, but I'm moving on up. Yeah, we're going higher. Say, I'm going higher in God. Mm -hmm. So they went to their own company and reported that all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. See, here we are, got one accord again. Mm. This is a little while after that upper room, but they're still in one accord. And so they lifted up their voice. They prayed, lifted up their voice to God and prayed in one accord. And they said, Lord, thou art, that our God, which has made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is. And then you, these next verses begin to give you some of that prayer. I won't go through all that for time's sake. You can read it. 
But in verse 29, Acts 4, and now, Lord, behold, they're threatenings. And so they're, they're closing that prayer up right here. And Lord, behold, their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may, op- uh, they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. Well, so they prayed. They prayed what they wanted. They prayed it for a, for a move of God, the power of God, a validation, a vindication, an anointing. Remember where the anointing comes? When my brethren dwell together in harmony and unity. They needed vindication. They needed validation. They need to move on up. They need to come up higher. And they were praying for it. But they had to get in one accord first. That's why the devil wants to bring division. That's why he wants to stop you from moving forward because he's got an agenda. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, by stretching forth your hand to heal, signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child of Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. That's the kind of praying we need. Some room shaking praying. But to get room shaking, event changing things to go on, you have to get in one accord. Unity, harmony. Well, we don't know if we want to, you know, get along. Mm-hmm. You see what's at stake when you don't? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And they place was shaken and they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and the multitude, them that believed were one heart and one soul. They had unity. Neither said any of them all of the things which he possessed with his own. They had all things common. Now all the Christians had moved to Jerusalem because that's the only church there was in the whole planet. <laughs> so they had to have, they had to share with their brothers, sisters. He wasn't talking about communal living. He's talking about so the brothers don't go hungry. Share what you got till this the church gets off the ground. And then he dispersed them and sent them all over the world <laughs> a little while later. Amen. And with great power, the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Grace, grace, grace. Everybody say grace. grace. You know what grace is? Grace is favor. Grace is the anointing. Grace is what you need to do, what you're called to do. And great grace, great anointing, great blessing came on them because they were in one cord with one heart and said the same things and prayed in unified prayer together. Unified prayer together. Unity is the environment in which the Holy Spirit moves. Don't have it, don't get it. That's why the devil wants to cause you disagreement all the time. Well, I've got my opinion. Well, swallow it. Your opinion is important. You're smart. You're intelligent. I'm not speaking down to you. I'm just uh, trying to point out to you the end game is more important than your way. Sometimes we have to make our point at the expense of the anointing of God. I got to be heard. Well, get heard and then get in agreement. (laughs) 
Once you decide what direction you're going to run, then quit being hurt so much. You can have your opinions. You can have, you can, you're intelligent. But once you decide what you're going to do as a body, do it. And shut up about it. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Hold your peace. That'd be a more biblical word. <laughs> well, I don't like that stuff, Pastor. I know neither does the devil. Because he knows when you get in harmony, that's where God moves. Do anything you can inside a group of people, a family, a business, a church, a home group. It doesn't matter what. Do anything you can to bring division. Because when you bring division, you bring it down. That's what happens. The more division, the more destructive. Amen. You find in Exodus 17, are you listening? And then, <laughs> and Amalek fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. That's not a whole lot of armor, armament. I'm going to stand on the top of a hill with stick. God doesn't need much. He just needs your obedience. <laughs> uh-huh. So Joshua did as Moses said unto him and fought with Amalek and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. The anointing of God. It represented the anointing. You remember he held up the rod and all that stuff and the sea parted. Well, you, you, you can wave rods around and do everything you want to. You can bring helicopters full of rods over. It ain't going to move. It ain't going to cause any sea to part. I'm going to tell you what's going to cause the sea to part. It's going to be the anointing of God. That's what's going to do it. And I'm going to tell you the problem you're facing, you can't fix it without the anointing of God. You got me? You need healing in your body and the doctors can't do anything? Well, go ahead and get in strife and see what that gets you. I'm sorry, I don't have time to be just, you know, make it sugary. I'm just telling you, you need God, you need God. You've got to find out how to part the water. You don't need a debate. You need to be well. Recognize that the goal is more important than making the point. Well, I'm going to do it my way. That's exactly what General Naaman said. Go dip in the Jordan. Well, I thought you'd come out and wave your hand over me and do all these things. He said, no, no, no. Swallow your pride. Go dip in the river. Well, I don't want to do that. We have better rivers where I'm from than this old nasty river. I know, but still. See, God had to deal with his pride. He had to get him where he needed him. And when he did what God told him to do, he got healed. I'm just saying, yeah. And Moses held up his hand, and, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. In other words, as long as his hands were up, they won. Hands go down, they start losing. Hands up, they win. Hands down, they lose. That's pretty graphic, isn't it? See, they needed the anointing of God. And the anointing of God was expressed through a submission to God, through a recognition of God. And you know, you'd think 
that, that that would just be Moses only. But do you notice it says Aaron and Hur went up with him. It says Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands. He had, he had one on one side and one on the other holding his hands up. And it worked just like he was holding them up on his own. See, that tells you the power of helps ministry right there. That tells you the power of the anointing. It tells you the power of harmony and agreement. Well, if it was God, it'd work anyway. What's wrong with that Moses? His hands are tired. Why didn't he do the right thing? I guess they could have hung him up by his feet and just let his hands hang down. <laughs> a little bit above his head, but, or below his head or whatever. I'm just saying, no, God wanted to show and illustrate to us the power of harmony. When Aaron and her helped him do what he was assigned to do the anointing of God came and delivered the people of God when a body comes together and begins to hold one another up instead of criticizing fault finding bickering getting your own way but when the harmony of heart begins to unify for the sake of the cause of Jesus Christ, there is where the Lord commands the blessing. I'm talking about atmospheres where God works. That's how it happens. That's why he wants to tear everything up. But anyway, they won the battle. Amen. But they had to have help. Now, I know as a leader, my goodness, you have to have help. You can't do all this by yourself. I don't want to do it by myself. I want us to do it together. Amen. He sent his word and healed them. As the word goes out, it heals the hurting, mends the wounded, uplifts the weak, and nurtures the hungry. Through power of the word, we are taking that healing message of hope to all the world to change lives every day and make a difference for the kingdom of God. Partner with us and help change lives. Paul said that when you partner with a ministry, the grace that's on that ministry begins to be the grace that comes on you. As you're faithful, we know you will see God change your life as well. We have several ways you can give. Go to poweroftheword.com. Call us at 1-800-956-4433 or text the word GIVE to one 865 Nine seven eight six three eight zero. You you find, and and I won't go too much into this, but I do want to draw attention to it. Um, Paul and Barnabas, you know, they were together. They were a team. They were separated in Acts thirteen. Separate Paul and Barnabas, or Saul and Barnabas, for the work around until I've called them. They were called into that apostolic ministry, and they begin to go. Two of them together. And you find over here in Acts 15 um, that they were going to go check on some places they had been. And Barnabas had one way of thinking and Paul had another. And uh, verse 36 of Acts 15, And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined. Determined. That's a strong word. Well, I'm determined to have it my way. That's the word the Bible uses right there. 
I'm determined I'm right. Really? Okay. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. So Barnabas was determined to take John Mark. And there was a reason Paul didn't want to because he had left them earlier in a missions outreach. And Paul didn't think he was ready. And Paul thought not good to take him with him and departed them from Pamphylia and went not with him to the work. And the contention, disharmony. Amen. The contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. And so here you have a man, two men of God, called by God and sent forth. And contention brought division. And the division was so sharp that one had to go one way and one went another. Now, in covenant relationship, you will always find, well, let, let, let me read it to you from before I say it, that. Let me read this. Hebrews 7, verse number 7. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. Now, that, that's, uh, that's a tithing passage, but principle is this. Then in covenant relationship, there's always a senior partner. There's, there's one of the two that has what the other needs. Now, both should bring something to the table. But there's going to be one that is stronger than another. You come into a relationship with God, you didn't bring much. You just bring, brought your own nasty, sinful self. And you threw yourself at the foot of the cross and let the blood of Jesus wash you because you didn't have anything to bring. Naked we came. Nothing to offer but yourself. But that's all he needed. So you did bring something. Just you. But he also brought something. You know what he brought? Every possible thing you could ever need, want, have any hope or dream of. That's what he brought. You came with little that he needed, but he came with much, much more. Welcome to my world. Won't you come on in? <laughs> you stepped into another world when you stepped into his. You're not in that old one. Mm. So that's what you brought and that's what he brought. Now, if you read it out of the Amplified Bible, it says this way. Yet it is beyond all dispute that the lesser person is always blessed by the greater one. So there's a lesser and a greater. That's the way it works. You read it from the New Living, it says, and without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. So God brought more to the table than you did. Now, in this case of... Paul and Barnabas, Paul was the senior partner. It didn't start out that way. Barnabas had to introduce Paul because Paul had just gotten saved. But the anointing began to raise Paul above. You didn't read the book of Barnabas, Barnabas today, did you? But you read half of the New Testament that Paul wrote. So who was the senior partner? Paul brought 
to the table things, not that Barnabas was unimportant, but Barnabas was assigned to Paul for the work wherein Paul made the decisions. And when Barnabas chose to defy that, and he did, he determined to defy Paul. I'm going to have my way, bless God. And when he determined to do that, he stepped out of the New Testament to never be mentioned again. The less is blessed of the better. If you found you a better, get in harmony with it. It'll pay you big dividends. Because that's the place where the anointing flows. That's where the place where the blessing is. Amen. <laughs> Paul said this, and I'm I'm closing. But he said this in Philippians 1, and when he wrote Philippians, it was really a partner letter. We find in verse 5, just stay steady a minute, I won't keep you just jiffy. I'm fixing to begin to think about maybe in a little while closing. <laughs> Philippians 1, he said, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day till now. So he said, I thank God upon my every remembrance of you and for your fellowship. That word fellowship is partnership. Everybody say partnership. Some translations say it that way. So taking into account what Hebrews said, the less is blessed of the better. What he was saying is those who were partnering with him were submitting unto that thing that God had placed on him. Or they were operating in it or cooperating with it. Amen. He said in verse 7, For even as it is meet for me to thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart, in so much as in my bonds, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. Now the grace is, grace is, there's saving grace, but there's other grace in the Bible. Grace is the ability to do what's difficult for someone else. If you're a singer, you have a grace. I don't have that grace. I sing in the shower when nobody's around except Nora. I bother her with it. But, uh, but anyway, the point being is, is each of us have a grace given to us from God that is unique and, real, and it's, it's special to us. However, notice this. It says, the less is blessed of the better. In other words, the grace that is on a person for an assignment from God comes on those who partner with them or participate with them just like Aaron and her, they come under the anointing that was on Moses. It wouldn't have done them any good to hold their own hands up. It would not have happened. Well, we're going to stand in Moses' stead and we're going to hold our hands up. It would not have happened. It had to be Moses' hands and it had to be them sustaining him and holding him up. They were partnering with him and they become partaker of his grace. So every good thing that happened that day on that battlefield in heaven, they get rewarded for. 
Why? They were under that grace. They were under that blessing. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about how God works in an atmosphere of harmony. When we unify, that's where the blessing comes. Again, Psalms 133, Behold, and how, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment, anointing upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garment. The dew of Hermon, the dew descended on the Mount of Zion. There, where that anointing is recognized, where that harmony is in place, there, the Lord commanded his blessing, even life forever. What do you need? There's a commanded blessing of God here. You need Jesus. Receive him today. You need a healer. Receive him today. You need a financial breakthrough. Receive him. Receive it today. There's a commanded blessing of the Lord on this place today. In your life, right there where you are. In Jesus' name, Lord, we speak that commanded blessing of God over this house. As we walk together in harmony and unify our hearts and set ourselves in a position to receive, right now we command that blessing to flow. In Jesus' name, it's a commanded blessing, we command it. When you think about what we refer to as the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we're always reminded of the unity that they share with one another. They're never in conflict with one another. And the Bible tells us to be God-like and tells us to be Christ-like. When we put on that mantle of Christ-likeness, it brings to us a harmony and a unity, first off, that starts from the inside out. Many people have disharmony or disunity with the things around them because they're internally conflicted. They don't have a unity among themselves. Their heart and their head do not agree. They're in conflict with themselves. And God wants us to have harmony with ourselves and unity in our own inner man. And in so doing, we can have unity with one another. And unity is the atmosphere or the condition in which God moves in our life personally and among us collectively. And so unity is critical to the moving of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives. To have unity internally, you have to be in harmony with the Creator. To do that, you have to have Jesus in your heart. You need to pray this prayer, ask Him to forgive your sins, do it right now. Say, Jesus, I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I ask you to forgive my sins and I make you the Lord of my life. Sin and Satan, I don't serve you. Jesus, you are my Lord. Now, if you prayed that prayer, know you meant it. You wouldn't pray a prayer like that if you didn't. Let us know here at Power of the Word because we wanna pray with you. We wanna rejoice with you over your decision. We've enjoyed being with you today. Look forward to our next time together. Until then, have unity in your heart by your unity with God and unity with your fellow man. We love you. 
We'll see you soon. We hope you've been blessed by today's teaching. If you would like to receive this message by Dr. Ed King as an MP3 or CD for a gift of any amount, please visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 800-956-4433. Let the truths found in this message take hold in your life. Request your copy today.